Hello and welcome to the show today. I am your host and founder of Heaven to Earth, Susan Fleming, business alignment therapist equipping kingdom leadership to multiply life without burnout. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. Welcome back to the show today. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest, Shay Vines. Shay is a passionate storyteller, mentor, and strategist who equips leaders to be catalysts for transformation in the marketplace. Known as Chief Fire Igniter, Shay co-founded the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Movement in 2012 and her most popular book, Grace Over Grind, How Grace Will Take Your Business Where Grinding Can't, is shifting the way people live, work, and engage the world around them. Whether she is sharing on platforms publicly or consulting privately, you can expect Shay to deliver an abundance of truth with love, grace, and contagious joy. Welcome to the show today. Why, thank you very much. It's good to be here. I'm so excited to dive into some of these topics today around kingdom and leadership and what that looks like and and just what your journey has been. So let's set the scene for the viewers today and take us back to 12-year-old Shay. What is she doing? What is she like? (laughs) 12-year-old Shay. Okay, so that means that's like sixth grade. So I was in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, I was a very... Uh, my teachers would tell you that I was a very good student, but I talked too much. <laughs> so if there was anything that I would get dings on, it would be that, uh, and my birth name is Shannon. They say, Shannon speaks a bit too much. I never started the conversations, but if someone spoke to me, I would never ignore them. So I would continue the conversation. And now I get paid to be a conversationalist. It's really great. But when I was that age, when I was that age, I think sometimes that was a problem and a distraction mm-hmm. in the classroom. I was. Uh, playing softball at the time. I played softball for years. I was starting to learn how to be a musician as well, playing an instrument. And outside of that, I was just having fun. I I was raised in church. So we'd always have, you know, Wednesday night youth group and the whole thing. And so that was pretty much me living a pretty simple, uh, wonderful life with my parents and my two sisters (laughs) and our cat. (laughs) Yeah. So did you grow up in uh, like traditional Christian home, go into church or was that later? Yeah, I've been going to church. Like, I don't have any memories of not going to church as a child. So that means that as far as I can have memories of, which was probably around age five, I don't think I have very many memories around that. We were going to church. My dad was an elder in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we, we were, we were there every week, twice a week. <laughs> yes. Sounds familiar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So at what point, and, and I know you've, I mean, you've started a whole movement, but let's kind of go back to like, at, at what point did you really feel like you got the vision of what God was calling you to do? It was a total God interruption of my life. I had no clue that I'd be doing the things that I'm doing right now. So if I go back um, after college, I went to school for computer science, started a career at IBM Corporation. So I was working there, kind of moving up the ranks there and around, but I always had a business on the side. And because I just wanted options, it really had nothing to do with the Lord's leading or anything. I just wanted options, right? And so every year at that time, I like January of every year, I would say to the Lord, this is, these are my plans. 
These are my dreams and ask him to bless them, right? So in January of 2009, I did what I normally did in January of, of the year. And for the first time ever, I heard the Lord speak back to me about the thing that I was speaking to him about. Wow. And I heard, you're going to leave this job by June of 2010. And I knew it was the Lord because it didn't come. It made no sense to me. Like there was no way I could have formulated a plan to have even had that as part of my thought process. And so I knew that was the Lord. I created what, what would have been a very wise list of things to do before you go and leave a job. None of those things actually took place for the Lord made it very, very clear. It was time for me to leave. And so I left. And so at that time I was doing real estate investing. And so I just continued in that. And so it was a couple of years into uh, doing real estate investing and just kind of growing there that I ended up meeting my co-founder. It's like, and if you want to go, it's a crazy story. I can go into that story, but it, that's, that's how Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur came about. I had a real estate investing friend who said, Hey, I met this woman and I really felt like I was supposed to connect you to. And so she, he connected us. And when I talked to her, she says, I have this client that I really think I'm supposed to connect you to. So she connects me to, this is March, 2012. She connects me to a woman named Anthony Nagir. We hop on the phone. It was as if we had always known each other. Um, we connected right away. And so we became quick friends. But about, I don't know, six to eight weeks after we met, I really had this strong, this, this, I just knew we met for something specific. I just didn't know what it was. So I contacted her. And I was like, hey, Antonina, I really feel like we met for a really specific reason. She goes, I've been feeling the same. So I said, well, let's pray about it and come back. So we prayed, come back. I'm like, it's not that. Let's pray some more. We did this three rounds. Pray, come back, pray, come back. The third time she says, you know, the Lord had given me these words. It was months earlier. She goes, I don't know what they mean. I don't know what they're about. And I don't know what he wants me to do with them. But the words are kingdom driven entrepreneur. And when she said that, what flew out of my mouth, this was the Holy Spirit. I knew absolutely no idea. I had no idea what I was talking about. I said, that's a community. It's a movement. And it starts with a book. And so she was like, whoa. And I'm like, whoa, because it just flew out of my mouth. I didn't even know what a kingdom driven entrepreneur was. I was a Christian who happened to be a business owner for years that operated Mm -hmm. in integrity and all of those things. But I I didn't have a lot of revelation of the kingdom at that time because they didn't grow up in churches that talked about the kingdom. I barely had a relationship. I mean, I was still growing in my relationship with the Holy Spirit. I didn't know what a kingdom driven entrepreneur was. So it was a complete and utter God interruption of my life that led me to the work that I'm doing today. It was so crazy. None of it made any sense, but I could not deny that God was all in it. I couldn't deny. I couldn't deny when he called me to leave my job and I couldn't deny it when I met this woman and those words flew out of my mouth and the, and the adventure began. (laughs) I didn't show up as an expert. We showed up as two yielded people that were like, God's given us this thing to do. And while we're learning, we're sharing, we could just do this together kind of thing. You know, now we're 10 years later. Yeah. Yeah. Wild beginning. It's so wild, but I love it. And and I hope it really encourages somebody to know that it's just an adventure with him. <laughs> That's you, it. I call it the wild and crazy know. and amazing adventure with God. Yeah. And you just, I mean, expect the unexpected. It's not, it, my experience, it's not ever going to look the way you think it's going to look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean, it's just, just it's just that. And, and, and I love to tell people that I was a software engineer and a project manager and and I'm a strategist. So people understand that it's not like this was a, I just flow like that normally. No, I'm usually, I want to know all the, I want to know all the strategy. I want to build the blueprint. I want to do the things I want to risk mitigate. That would be my normal inclination. Mm -hmm. That's how much I just knew in, in my knower 
that the Lord was was drawing me because it was completely counter. I could not deny that it was God because that would have not been my normal tendency. And I like people to know that because that gives them confidence that they can take the risk of what that's what it feels like taking the risk of following the leading of the Lord, even when it doesn't make sense to, you know, your strategic or intellectualized process that you would normally do. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's totally faith. To it take, is to take that yeah. risk. The very I mean, nature of faith. Yeah. Cause that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's me too. Like I'm, I'm super, logical list maker researcher <laughs> yes you know follow all the rules do it the way other people tell you to do it <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then he and goes and messes with that <laughs> he does he just turns yes. everything upside down and says follow me and yes and it's not gonna make sense but you're gonna love it <laughs> yeah it, and and I began to love it you yeah. know um, I had this encounter with God. This was a couple months before Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur started. Because you know, we met in March, Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur launched in November 2012. This happened in September 2012. And I was at this women's conference, and it was our church and a couple other churches. And you know, the pastor was giving this message about how it gives us God gives us eyes to see, he gives us ears mm-hmm. to hear, and all of this. And so she said, You know, I'm gonna pray over all of you and I'm gonna ask that God show you something or speak something to your heart. So she does that. And I'm not seeing anything or hearing anything. And, I, and I'm agitated. So I'm thinking, I'm here going to do this movement with a stranger. I'm writing a book that doesn't make any sense about a topic I'm just learning about. And I know there's more to you than I've experienced. So I, I'm having this like a- internal angst while these women are standing up saying, I saw something. I heard something, you know. And so the pastor had stopped praying and she was giving her final words. And in the middle of her words, I fell to the floor. At, no one laid hands on me or anything. I just fell on the floor. And my nose was stuck on my high heel shoe of the woman I came to the conference with, and I couldn't move my body. And wow. I'm like, why am I on this floor? And I knew it was, I'm like, get me up off this floor. And I couldn't move. And so after what seemed like an eternity, I'm like, okay, Lord, what, I'm, he, I'm here, you know, what is it? And I had this, um, I had this vision, like an open vision. It was like watching a movie. This had never happened to me before. And I was a child and I was playing the trust fall game on the playground. You know, when you fall back and you trust the person's going to catch you. But what happened is I saw myself go backwards, but then at the last minute, I put my arm back to brace myself for a fall. And I heard a voice say to me, that's what you do to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there like lovingly convicted. <laughs> and then I immediately hear, but do you want to know why you do that? And I said, yeah. And he says, because you have absolutely no idea how much I love you. And so now I'm able to get up off this floor. And for like the next two weeks, that next morning, the next two weeks, I had one encounter with God at the other that totally broke me to the point that it was like, I, I don't have to know. I, I, God knows that's enough. I, could, I am his daughter. I am beloved. If I screw it up, he'll just pick me up, dust me off, and we'll keep it moving. That took all of my stuff. And just surrendered it to him. That was the encounter for me that changed everything. I have a handful of moments in my life. And that was one of those. That's like, that changed everything for me. And that's why I was able to do Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur when it didn't make any sense. You know, especially coming from doing things online and people expecting you to be the 10,000 hour expert in something before you ever say anything publicly about it. Right. So I was operating against what was, you know, normal. And then do that in the body of Christ, you're going to get a whole nother level of criticism. So, I mean, (laughs) but, but I knew that I was on a a God assignment and that was enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had a very similar experience and it is, I would say it, 
It's about the encounter. Yeah. Right. That is the thing that ultimately changes you is having the encounter with him. Yes. And I had somebody say to me, just like you were talking about there, she said, you will only trust God to the degree that you believe he actually loves you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was that at that time when he started taking me through, like you said, these encounters of let me show you where I was when you thought I wasn't there. Yeah. And just healing and yes, building up that trust to where it's like now he can ask me to do whatever and I'm, I'm going. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But it, it really does. And that, that love is connected to the trust. Like we really can't have authentic trust, like trust that stands the test if we don't have a revelation of love. I mean, I don't think we could ever fully understand the the depths to the width of, of God's love for us, but to the extent that it resonates so strongly in us that it, that can't be shaken, the stronger that revelation, the more we're able to trust him in the midst of the absolute cray cray. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's absolutely. I totally resonate with that. Yeah. Well, I would love to hear what was your introduction to the kingdom? Funny enough, really, it was because I got an assignment called Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. And I was like, well, I need to understand what that is. And I need to understand what that means. So it was in so the beginning of that adventure was in the process of saying yes to the assignment. There was a whole several month process of just sitting with the Lord and just like me and my co-founder with one another and with the Lord, like, what is this? What are we writing about? What does this mean? What does this look like? And really, you know, that was just the beginning of the adventure. It just grew year after year. It's still unveiling for the rest of my life. There will be more that I'm learning and understanding. I don't claim to be like, oh, you know, I know all things about the kingdom of God. The moment someone says that, I'm like, I don't trust you anymore (laughs) because you can't possibly know. Everything there is to know about the kingdom of God. But that was the beginning of the adventure. It was in the Mm -hmm. saying yes to the thing that required me to get an understanding and a revelation of what I was called to. Funny enough. (laughs) But, you know, God does things in funny ways sometimes. Yeah, It didn't come come before that. There was Mm -hmm. aspects of my walk of growing in God that happened before that. But as Mm -hmm. it relates to the kingdom of God specifically, it really didn't start until... Then I was a Christian who happened to have a business that knew about Christian principles, biblical principles, and could, you know, generally speaking, the fruits of the spirit. And that was pretty much how I, you know, guided my life. But, but beyond that, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Until then. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that'll be encouraging for people to hear as well, that like, you you don't have to come with... knowledge or skill or whatever like he he equips you for what he's called you to that's right yeah that's right that's right and the thing is and and i remember learning this even when i was doing real estate investing i remember the specific time where uh there was a person that i was doing real estate investing coaching for her students she had a huge real estate investing education business and i remember it specifically when she had asked me to teach um at a particular event she was having about, you know, securing private money for your real estate deals, because I had been doing that. That's how I was doing real estate. And, and I was like, well, you've raised $29.7 million doing this. Why are you, why aren't, I've done 500,000. Why aren't you teaching it? And she said, because I'm way too far ahead for some of the people that are here to even be believable 
but you provide hope and inspiration for someone who's way in the beginning stage that needs to even see possibility. And I remembered that because that, because that, that has to do with a lot of things, right? Everything that you learn, everything that you get breakthrough from, everything you get to the other side or get understanding, there's someone who hasn't done that yet. So I'm not saying, therefore, say all the things, do all the things, whatever. But if God's called you to it and has called you to it now versus you thinking I need to wait another year or two or whatever, if he's called you to the now, then you have enough for the now to steward that. And there will be people who will be blessed by that all along the way. I can't imagine if I had waited five years mm. to do start kingdom driven entrepreneur, two years or three years or whatever. Cause I can think of all the goodness that happened just in those first few years, not just for me, but all of those we were, you know, we were able to serve in that time, mm-hmm. you know, that would have just been pride to wait and say, Oh, mm. well, I'm not sure that I know enough. That would be about me wanting to be impressive to people or me being overly concerned about how others will receive me versus just showing up authentically where I was and where God's called me in that moment. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. That's such a good key there. If y'all didn't get that, rewind, go back, write it down. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Yeah, I hadn't even even prayed in front of a group of people before, before I was co-founder of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. (laughs) Like that's like, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I'd spoken in front of groups of people before. I had never even prayed in front of a group of people before. I mean, I was really out of my element mm-hmm. in a lot of ways in the beginning, but I could not deny that God was in it. And he more than provided every step of the way he has provisioned himself every step of the way. He is. Amen. Yes. Yeah. So how do you think you were able to just really show up authentically, like, especially in those beginning years of like, I'm not yeah. really sure what I'm doing. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. I was how honest do, about it. How do you? Yeah. Yeah, I was honest about where I was for anything that I would share. I would never share. And the same thing with my co-founder. She's not, she hasn't been involved for years, but when both of us would show up, we would be saying, here's what we're learning. Mm. We're sharing what we are learning with you. Oh, we practiced this the other day and this is what we experienced. So we never showed up as we are here to be your guide and your expert. We never showed up that way. We showed up as we are two yielded vessels with an assignment that God has given us that we don't understand why he did, but that's okay. And we're here for it. And so we're going to share along the way. So we were honest about it. People can go back in KDE podcast history, even podcast for nine years. You can go back and see the difference between the conversations had in 2013, you know, versus Mm. two years later, four years later, five years later. Now, gosh, you know, many, many years later, you will see the development in the process because it was always just showing up based off of, I mean, this is it. I'm not going to pretend to be anywhere where I'm not. Because mm-hmm. I only want to show up authentically, and there, mm-hmm. the power is in the is in the authenticity. Yeah, absolutely. It's not in the faking. It's not in the wearing the mask. That's that's not power. That's not you mm-hmm. know. That's just fake. Yeah. God met me at me being honest <laughs> and vulnerable <laughs> and authentic with Him and with those that we're called to serve. Yeah, that's so good. So good. So how? important has it been for you to have like mentors or coaching or you know just having those people around you yeah you know calling out what they see in you and you know just helping you in the journey yeah I mean community is everything to me it really is 
Um, there have been different levels of what what you just said. There have been different levels of that and various layers of this journey. You know, um, there was times where there was very, very few people that I could, I mean, it was just like, it was the Lord himself and my, and my business partner, who was my co-founder. I mean, I, that there was, there was no one, anyone who wanted to mentor or guide me then was going to mentor or guide me into something that God did not call me into because they were going to go off of their blueprint, their standards. And I need to seek God for what he wanted us to do. So I didn't get mentorship from anybody, but the Lord and work through, and then had the community of my partner you know, and, and my husband really in the beginning, that's it. And, and her husband at the mm-hmm. time. So we had that and that was it in the beginning because we had to capture the heart of God concerning what we were called to, which we knew was very different because there was not a lot of conversation. There wasn't any conversations happening right. in 2012 about kingdom driven entrepreneurship as Christian business, Christian entrepreneur, you know, so, so we were pioneering something and mm-hmm. we had no idea what this was supposed to look like. So we didn't go and look for any mentors other than the Lord. Now, over time, there have been aspects that have been really helpful for me to get insight um, from other people. There have been people who I wasn't even looking for them, but the Lord would send them my way. You know, they, they'd come my way. The person who's our prophetic strategist now, who's one of my dearest friends ever, she was someone who back in early, early years of Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur History would be in my Facebook inbox and be like, do you mind if I share with you something that the Lord showed me? This is what I have no clue what was going on. You know, and now years later, like she's our prophetic strategist, right? It's just funny how God has just, again, because he is provision himself, that he has surrounded us with the right people at the right time to cultivate like who we are and how we're supposed to be expressing him through the work that we do. And if I think about the stage now, I'm not even the CEO anymore. And I needed mentorship and guidance on this process of not being the CEO, but mm-hmm. being an advisor, how to be effective, how to grow, how to grow people, legacy, all of those things. And I specifically sought guidance around that because I'd never done that before. I'd been a solo entrepreneur before in, in real estate and I was doing this, but I knew from the beginning that this was not the Shea Bind show. This wasn't a guru movement. This was a yielded movement. And I knew that I wasn't going to be the CEO forever. I knew that going in. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so there've been times where it's just people right at the right time. Uh, with the right experience and knowledge and insight who really also have the heart of the father that, mm-hmm. that I've been able to connect with, but community is everything, everything mm-hmm. to me. It really is. Yeah. There's so many keys in that. Cause I think I, I see in the coaching space right now, people being, I don't know if shamed is the right word, but they're really being called out for, um, you know, if you're a coach, you should have a coach kind of thing. And, (laughs) you know, and, and I can get, I can see the intent behind it, but for me, there have been those seasons where the Lord is like, I'm your teacher. (laughs) He is the coach. So you do have one. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) I got one. It's the Lord. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's true. And that is a common, but again, that's a, it's, it's, that's the world's perspective. Yeah. That's the world's perspective that that's what's necessary. But in the kingdom, Mm -hmm. you recognize that God himself is everything. Obviously he works through people, but he's the source. Everyone and everything else is a resource. Mm -hmm. So I always have a coach. I always have a CEO. I always have an advisor. I always have a mentor always at all times present within Mm me. (laughs) I have the source. Yeah. Everything above that is, is how is he leading and guiding? So even mm. I, I never go and say, I'm going after, 
oh, I need to go get coaching from that person because this, Mm -hmm. or I need to go hire that. No, I'm saying, Lord, who do you want me to be listening to? And then I'll go in that direction. And if someone comes my way that I wasn't looking for, I'm like, Lord, did you send this person? Yeah. (laughs) Because if not, I'll just bypass. It's like, thank you very much. See you later. But if God sent you, I have an open ear and I'm ready to sit and I'm ready to Mm. receive. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's about, I think it's a matter of perspective. So if we have the perspective that God is a source, everyone and everything else is a resource and God himself, if we are led by him, then we could be led to the resources that we need for the assignment that's on our life. As long as we maintain that perspective, we're in pretty good shape. But that also requires not looking to your left and to your right, comparing yourself to other people's journey and all of the things, because none of that is your business. Yes. And sometimes people will move faster because they'll grind something out and, oh, they'll, instead of being led by the Holy Spirit, they'll be led by this particular expert. And I'm going to take their blueprint. I'm going to do their 10 steps. And then they might be successful in the, or might might not, but their success, the the fruit of of other people's standards is that they're successful after they took the 10 steps of this person's blueprint, I don't call that success. If that's not in alignment with what, what God's showing you and the vision he has for you, if it's not heaven's blueprint, I don't find it success that I followed somebody else's that wasn't the one for me to then yield what the world looks like at success. So I say my success is my faith and my obedience together equals my success. And I'm already successful, but the fruit of that, the manifestation of that looks like comes over time as I go in him. And so it's just a matter of shifting our perspectives. And when you do, it's it's much easier to walk this thing out. But if you're looking at other people, comparing based off of things that have nothing to do with you, or looking to the world when the kingdom's upside down, it would be very frustrating. And you'll be like, yeah. a, you know, like in the book of James, where it talks about just being tossed, you know, to and fro. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would even take that a step further and say, and you can let me know your thoughts on this, but if if you're not doing it in him, right. In union with him, then it's still striving. Even if you get quote success out of it, it's not right from the, I wouldn't even call it, I don't even call it success. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's like a, it's false success. It's, it's, Mm. it's masked success. Yeah. If, but if, if the success is in him, the, Mm -hmm. the success is in him. Yeah. That's, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. So yeah, I totally Mm. agree with that. Yeah, I really do. I really do. You know, I talked about the, um, about how these various encounters had really shifted things for me. Uh, One of those was the encounter I had with a guy that led me leaving my job. The second one was the one that led to Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur starting. The third was that one I told you the story about where I got a revelation of his love. But the last, the, 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 the other one was what led to the book Grace Over Grind was around this thing, around the striving part. Even though I had started Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, I still had like some hustle and grind mentality because that's how I learned business. So now it was, so it was almost like I had a short stint of the idea of doing business for the glory of God, even in the midst of, as I'm learning, doing Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. And about maybe six months in of doing Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, I was at church and our pastor was doing um, a message on Matthew uh, verse, uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. This is the one where Jesus is like, come to me, all of those who are weary, you'll find rest for your souls. His yoke is easy as his burden is light, right? But in the message, it says, are you tired, <laughs> worn out, <laughs> burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. 
Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you will learn to live freely and lightly. And that thing hit me like a glass of cool, refreshing, (laughs) revelatory water. (laughs) It really did. And that was the thing that shifted whatever I had left in me of like the pride for the striving, but now for God, that's where that was, that was left on the table. Mm -hmm. I still had to learn how to walk that out, Mm -hmm. but that was left on the table because I realized there was an invitation for way more. I call it the with factor. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I I can do this with him. And in fact, I only want to do this with him and in his rest and by the power of his grace. You know, that changed that that was that was a, another thing that changed everything. And yeah. thankfully that happened just a handful of months after Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs started, because we can't be kingdom driven and not do with God. Right, right, right. Oh, I think it's so important that people get the difference of for and with. Yeah. It's a totally different mindset. <laughs> yes. And I've done, and I've done both. So I know I get it. I've done both from a work perspective, from a life perspective, as a parent, spouse, I've done both. And with is better all the way around. (laughs) In every role, every role that I have with, with is infinitely better than just four. (laughs) Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Mm. Well, what is something that you think people seem to misunderstand about you? Hmm. I think that some people, especially since I'm in this business space, I think that some people think that I, like I've had people say that I don't talk about money enough, you know, that there's been this concern because, you know, the thing is, it's cool in business is, you know, make your six figures, make your seven figures, make your eight figures. I'm an eight figure this, I'm a seven figure this, like that's the thing. Yeah. And I don't do that. Why? Because my absolute foundation is Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. So because I don't put that up front, I don't use that as a bait. I don't use that as, and I'm not, this is not in criticism of anyone else. I'm just telling you my deep conviction that it is, if I'm going to stand behind the words kingdom driven entrepreneur, that I can't start the conversation, bait people based off of some potential promise of this particular outcome when I have mm. absolutely no idea what you're called to steward. Mm. None. Mm. And so I have a deep conviction about that and I'm completely unapologetic. But because of that, I definitely do get like misunderstood as, if, oh, well, you know, well, she doesn't care anything about that. No, I do. We're called to be distribution centers in the kingdom of God and we're called to increase and he will multiply. Yes, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm just not all about baiting people with it. Mm, so that so is definitely something that people <laughs> misunderstand about me. And I do, a, I probably do an annual Facebook post around that topic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but that's so good because I, I don't think people understand that. Yes, your business is meant to be profitable, but that yes. may not be your business's primary assignment. Imagine that. Right? Like, (laughs) what if? Right? Maybe it's impact. Maybe it's influence. Maybe it's income is not your primary assignment. (laughs) Listen to me. If we were defining our success in kingdom driven entrepreneur in those first few Mm. years based off of profitability, 
I would have stopped a long time ago. Those, yeah. But if I looked at those first few years from a, when I was measuring success, you know, what does that look like? What's been the fruit of success? And those first few years, none of it had anything to do with money. But I had testimony after testimony after mm-hmm. testimony after testimony. And it was fuel yeah. to keep going. Even now, people would look at I me mean, we're a multi six figure company. People are like, oh, you're not seven figures yet. No, why? Because we didn't choose to do things just based off of this will help us grow in profitability faster. We could, but what was the assignment? Yeah. It matters what the assignment is. Who are we called to serve and how? Not, mm-hmm. oh, well, I need to be a high ticket this and I have to do this because I need to build this in order. None of that. Seek yeah. first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Mm-hmm. So if I measured anything, Anything from our history, even our future, based off of just those type of metrics? No, it wouldn't look the same. It doesn't look the same. It is what has God called us to. Are we being faithful to that? The end. Yes. Do we trust him? (laughs) Yes. Is he provision himself? Yes. Yeah. We're still now trusting God for, because there's there's more hires that we need to make. It would be nice to be able to say we can just do all four right now, but we can't. But you know what? We can do one and we're believing God so that we can do another one in a couple months and then another one. We're still at that stage. There's always a stretch. But God Mm -hmm. showed me this was, I don't think maybe this was three years ago. Um, I just had this real conviction from the Holy Spirit that he was always going to give us vision that was beyond what we had in our bank account. Like that was going to be our constant. Why? So that we will always be a testimony of his provision and his goodness. And we wouldn't look in a silo, silo, but we would look collaboratively and that we would look to God. And it's like, that will be just the way it is. No matter where we go, no matter how big it gets or whatever, we will still be in that posture for as long as we are blessed to be able to do what we're doing here. Yes. Amen. And that's a good thing, by yes. the way, to me, that's a good thing. Some people are like, eh, well, I'd rather this, but I'd say you're missing out on God's best. Mm-hmm. You're missing out on God's best. Mm-hmm. If you're chasing something else, being led by the expert, led by the money, mm-hmm. led by the opportunity, led by the profit, led by the whatever, mm-hmm. profit, P-R-O-P, whichever profit, <laughs> I meant P-R-F-I-T, <laughs> but choose that P-R-O-P-H-E-T, unless <laughs> it's the yeah. Lord himself. Right. Then if you're led by anything else yeah. other than the Holy Spirit, then we're missing out mm. on his absolute best. Mm. And so those are truths to me that are unshakable for me. Mm-hmm. They really are because of the last 12 years of my life. No one can shake those. There's a bunch of other things that I'm learning and, you know, growing, you know, and truth around and understanding all of those things. But there's a couple fundamental truths that we've talked about today can't shake me. I have deep, deep, deep conviction on it. Yeah. Only a handful of things. Very few things do I have like that, but I've got a handful. And we've talked about two of them today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love seeing you get fired up. So. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you can be on a particular topic. That's exactly exactly what you're going to (laughs) get. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It's been an awesome, awesome adventure in him. Like you said, the adventure. I mean, that's, that's the invitation that we, we have. And I think without trusting God, I would have been scared of the idea of an adventure. It'd be like, no, 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 adventure. I'm not really interested in an adventure because an adventure has too many things that I don't quite, you know, understand. I want to know all the things, right? Right. But growing in that revelation of love 
and trust, all of that, that that makes the idea of adventure actually mm-hmm. exciting. And even in the midst of challenges, because you do have them, like, let's not be fooled that like all things are easy just because you're doing them in him. But when you do hit challenges, and I can think about the most challenging two and a half years of our of my last decade, the mm-hmm. most challenging two and a half years that I had, that I wouldn't exchange that for anything because the gold that came out of that two and a half years of, of the revelation I received about the nature and the character of God that I only had up here, I, I wouldn't replace it for anything. I wouldn't replace it for anything. So whereas some people would be like, oh, that they'd look at that two and a half years, which I was also very vocal about. It's all, it's all out there for people to hear about. But if they, if they, they could look at it and be like, mm, I'm not sure I want to follow God. That sounded like a tough two and a half years. Mm. But I'm like, no, no, no. Let me tell you about the goal from that two and a half years. And yes, it was tough, but I still had joy. I still had peace. I still stayed on an assignment. And look what I learned about God. That's completely, that completely makes me unshakable in this area and also leads to breakthrough where I can help more people that I would not have been able to help before because I did not understand that aspect of God with revelation. And therefore I couldn't have helped people who had to know God like Mm. that. It wasn't even just for us, the Vines family. That experience was for us and those who we are called to serve. And if we look at things like that, instead of just looking at these worldly, you know, whatever, of measurement to say something is successful, if we just change our mind and say, my faith and my obedience together, my faith and my patience together, together, the power twins, (laughs) that in that I'm already successful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I know for sure there will be people watching who say the adventure part sounds scary to me because I've been there. I was absolutely yeah. one of those people because I didn't yeah. trust. It goes right. back to trust. It goes back, back to trust. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I think about that, how I consider it to be the greatest gift that mm. I encountered God on the on this topic of my identity as his daughter so early mm. because that was so need i mean forget forget my uh, my authority in the kingdom no he focused on who i am as his yep. daughter his beloved because that's the element of identity that was important for the trust none of the other stuff would matter it'd be like oh here's my authority operating out of my authority and who i am yeah. in god but i don't understand that i'm his daughter yeah that when we have like strength in this but don't have the foundation of that identity then it leads to craziness Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm so grateful that, that he walked me through who I am in him and the way that he did and the timing that he did. I'm mm-hmm. really, really grateful for that. And that's why when I'm, when I'm praying for people or I, or people are on my heart or whatever, I believe that's the area of identity that I pray for the most for people to encounter him, to, for, to be rooted and established in that as a foundation, because everything on top of that gravy, continue to grow in that. But without that, the other stuff is very, very challenging. It's what leads to all kinds of craziness. Yeah. Yeah. The identity is foundational. Everything. Foundational. Absolutely. And you have to know, I think about it in terms of if I don't know who he is, then I can't know who I am because I am made in his image. Yes. And I think so many people don't know who they are because they have the wrong view of who God is and they don't understand yes. his character and his nature. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I certainly didn't. I knew elements because I grew up in church. I knew Jesus loved me. High level. He right. loves me. You know, so it's like right. there was aspects that I understood, but 
Yeah. Man, until I cultivated intimacy with God for myself, not just based off of what I was taught, nothing, nothing really changed in my life. So to me, it's like intimacy is absolutely everything because through intimacy with God, building closeness with God, then we are rooted in our identity. And from that place, it's like we get to know who God is, who who we are in him and how he's expressed through us to the world around us. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, those things only happen in intimacy with God. So, I mean, those are the things that changed everything because those are the foundations that that hold everything together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we started out with 12-year-old Shay. So yes. let's let's go back to her for a minute. And All right. if you could turn back time and talk to her now, what would you say mm-hmm. to her? I would tell her that God is so much greater than you th- than you think. Yeah. I would tell her that. I would tell her about intimacy with God and how it's everything. Because when I think about what I encountered in my 30s and I think about what it would have meant uh, at 12, which is what I'm getting to experience as a mom through my kids, it's like, wow, it's just amazing how much further they get to go and how much uh, richer that adventure gets to be because it started early. So I would be encouraging my 12-year-old self the way I encouraged my own kids. (laughs) Yes. That's so good. That's so good. And and that's, you know, if you need encouragement today, take that for yourself (laughs) to, to, to step into that identity, seeking out that, that intimacy and learning who God is so you can know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Everything. Yeah. Well, I know people are going to want to connect with you if you will share, how can they do that? And if you have anything upcoming that you want to mention or send them to feel sure free. sure so generally kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com gets you to all the various things that are going on uh, we do have this uh resource for those who are interested in this we have this thing called uh seek first the kingdom 12 questions uh that help you to receive god's heart and mind concerning your business and so that's a free resource you can get that at meetingwithgod.biz and it will present you with some questions to ask the father to ask Jesus to ask the Holy Spirit. And I mean, distinctly, uh, that'll lead to, I believe, some really great revelations for you concerning your business. Yeah. Amen. For sure. And I'll have all the links in the description of the video. So y'all don't have to remember that. Just go click on it. (laughs) Take advantage of those incredible resources. Well, Shay, thank you so much. It has just been such an honor, such a wonderful conversation. Like I said, i I love seeing you get all fired up. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so, I think it's so encouraging, you know, and it's contagious. It's that contagious joy and and conviction of the Lord that, that he is good. And we want to show that goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed our conversation. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about me or any of my guests, All the links are in the description below the video. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and share it on all your social pages. Until next time, remember that you have the power to multiply life without burnout.